Hello everyone. I hope that you are having an amazing week or had an amazing week, I should say, that you've had a fantastic Friday morning um, and that you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Um, so it is Friday and I am actually recording this episode on Friday morning um, because so I am logged on wherever platform you're listening to the podcast that it originates from an app called Anchor, um, which if you don't have, you should get because it's easier for you to send me questions or to listen on there. Or you can even send me like audio messages that I can play in my podcast. Um, or if you prefer listening on wherever platform you're listening on, that is totally fine too. Um, so I created the Apple I mean, the Anchor app login podcast thing back in July. And normally when I log in, it just lets me log in. I've never had to like push in a password or a code. So yesterday when I went to do it, um, it asked me to log in. And so I had to go through a bunch of different things process to get my login information because I don't, I didn't remember creating it. Anywho, long story short, I got in and so now I'm recording this on Friday. So hopefully you will get this podcast soon and be able to listen to, listen to it on your Friday drive or wherever you're going or if you're at home relaxing, um, whichever, you listen to this podcast. So, also, my brother and sister-in-law are out of town, so I have been watching their children since yesterday and I'll have them till Sunday. So, pray for me. My weekend will be very entertaining. Um... But I was telling someone the other, I was telling some my brother this this morning because he called to check in, him and my sister-in-law called to check in on the kids this morning. And I said, if I hear one more time, my daddy doesn't do that or my daddy does it like this, I'm going to spank a child. Just kidding. I would never spank someone else's child. But all I keep hearing is, so I asked Adam this morning, um, do you want to wear shorts or pants to school? And he picked shorts, but then he said, Auntie Rain, my daddy doesn't ask me questions about what I wear. (laughs) And then it was last night. My daddy doesn't, or this morning, my daddy doesn't feed me this for breakfast. It's like, really, kid? I don't know. Just the funniest things that kids say. You know, Adam's five. And last night he's asking, he goes, Auntie Rain, why don't you have a son? I'm all like a son, like a child. He said, yeah. I said, well, Auntie Ray needs to get a husband first. And then he goes, well, why don't you have a husband? I don't know, kid. I've been asking myself that same question. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I did not say that to him. I just said, I don't know, bud. And then he said, my daddy has a husband. And I started laughing. I said, no, Adam, your daddy is a husband to your mom. Because I can only imagine Adam going to school or to church or somewhere and saying, my daddy has a husband. Um, Yeah. So I tried to clarify that his dad is a husband to his mom. So, and then he said, that's why they have a son, me. So I thought that was pretty, a very entertaining conversation. But anywho, um, this Friday episode, it's just me again. I'm actually enjoying um, coming on and just kind of speaking to you based off of where I am um, or things that are going on in my life and conversations that I'm actually having with my friends 
and being able to communicate that with you guys like if we were having coffee somewhere in a coffee shop. Um, And I just want to say thank you for being patient as I grow and try to communicate with you guys everything that's in my head um, via a podcast platform. It's a little different when you're sitting across from someone and you're having a conversation versus when you're staring at a speaker or a cell phone um, and no one's answering you back. You kind of wonder... Like, are you losing people? Are they understanding? So I just want to say thank you guys for growing with me as I learn to communicate in a atmosphere or a platform like a podcast. So um, I still have listeners, so that's a good sign, I guess. So I know that I have um, talked about my mom a lot recently, and I think it's just because around this time... Um, I think about her more than, I mean, I think about her on her birthday and I think about her on Mother's Day, but I don't know why. And if you've lost someone and and you have some insight on this, then I would love to hear. But I don't know why, like around her death date, I guess, that I think about her more than I do her birthday or... Um, Mother's Day and I don't know if because I don't know this if this is to be true but this is just maybe where where I'm thinking that around one I was older you know that was like the last period of time that I spent with her and It was not just like a one-day thing. It was kind of more like a season. Uh, My mom was hospitalized in July. And um, after that was, you know, put on hospice. So it was from like July to October, end of July, October 17th that she was home. So it was, you know, a long season of preparing for that and being kind of in that, you know, seeing someone you love slip away, seeing someone's, you know, seeing the life of who they are kind of fade as as the time gets closer and so I don't think although you know she passed on October 17th I think there's just a surrounding season of of time it was a chunk of time it really wasn't one day it was kind of like a chunk of of a period of my life um so I don't know why if that if this season you know, the weather and all these little things play into reminding me of that period of my life. And, um, and I'm not, I don't know if that's to be true. That's just kind of something that I thought of, um, that maybe that's why around this time it's a little bit more, like I think about her more the days before and the days after, um, and to life gets busy and you and you you know if you've lost someone in your life time gets busy so you don't always think about them but then when time slows down and and then you kind of sit in the realization of like man they're not here it, it can it can be very sad but um i feel like i did pretty good on on this day yeah i did cry i did think about her i i laughed about things she's done and jokes she's said and um just kind of the person she was and um so I'm glad she was my mother and I, I love her and I miss her. And I think, again, I think one of the, the greatest things I've learned about grief is that 
yes, it, it, I don't really feel like necessarily gets better with time. I think we learn to cope with the loss um, because at times I think it gets harder with time for, and I think I may have said this on here before, it's because as time progresses, you realize what you lost. You know, in the initial shock of the death, it was sad, but I didn't really fathom and be and understand clearly everything I was losing like I do now. Like, I understand what it's like to be without her and what it's like to have wishing she was here and needing her to be here at times that now I understand the magnitude of the loss. So at times I feel like it's harder as time goes on in certain aspects. Um, but I think also, you know, with life we get busy and we learn to, we learn to handle the grief and we learn to stand on the word of God that, you know, I'm going to see them again. And it's a pool to live right. It's a pool to want to live to know that I want to make it to heaven so that I can be and see my mom again. Um, so I definitely think that, you know, it has its moments, but, um, so that's my, that's my grasp on grief. Um, uh, last year or maybe two years ago, my grandmother found my mom's Bible. And so I was reading through it and, um, the craziest things is I feel like it's almost like a journal that I found because I was reading through it and she would write so much stuff in the margins and she would date it, which was pretty cool. Um, and so I found where she highlighted a scripture with her children, but she actually put her names. There are other um, verses in the Bible where she'll put like for my family or for my children. But in this instance, she actually wrote our names down in the margin. Um, and this was in 19 19- in March 10th, I can't remember the exact date, but it was like March 11, 10th of 93. So that that was, was pretty neat. And, um, the Bible is actually pretty banged up. Um, the fronts tore off. Um, so I definitely feel like I want to get that covered. And that's something that I want to, you know, cherish and save and hold on to. Um, and look forward to reading things that she's highlighted and, and things that um, she stood on, and and sometimes as I'm reading, I was reading that, and it's like some of the things like she would put like I'm standing on faith for my healing, and so I'm assuming she already knew she was sick at this time, or if she didn't date that, so I don't know when she wrote that, um, or just silly things where it's like God, I'm I'm a single mom, and I'm asking you to provide, help provide, pay for food and bills, and it was just like she depended on God more than I think I realized. So to me, I feel like reading through her Bible and reading her highlights and her notes um, has really helped see a glimpse into my mom's faith, um, a glimpse into how much she really depended on the Lord. And that makes me happy. That makes my heart happy. So that is something that I want to share with you guys. So I don't know if you've ever lost someone and you have some insight or if you have a question. I don't, I'm not an expert at grief. Um, but I'd love to discuss ideas or, you know, things that you struggle with or things that you've learned because of it. Um, so I definitely would, would love to talk to you about that in more depth. So feel free to call me, text me, DM wherever, um, you can reach me at. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is, learning 
I think one of the greatest things that I've learned, and I'm going to share a story with you, so hopefully you don't check out here, but so uh, probably about five years ago, I would say, um, I ran into an old high school friend at the gym. This is when I was working out. I haven't worked out in a little while. It's something else I need to get back onto, but that's another podcast episode. Um, I was working out at the gym and I ran into my old friend. His name was Frank. And um, it seemed that we had bumped into each other, literally like came across each other where he was coming out the door, I was coming in, or he was coming out the locker room and I was going in the girls' locker room, or, you know, I was near the treadmills and then he would come in or I would come in and it's like we always kind of found ourselves very um, in close paths of each other. And this seemed to happen for several weeks. And so I remember a few times hearing like you should invite him to church. And one, he was a very attractive guy. So part of me felt like I don't want him to think like, oh, sure, you're just, you know, come to church. Like, here's my number. You you know, you should come to church and or, you know, something like in any sense of that form. I don't want that cross my mind or. You know, just like, well, what if he doesn't want to? Or, you know, just you get intimidated, you get embarrassed. I'm not really sure. You know, I'm, I'm better at not caring now. But like back then, I, I wasn't as like, hey, you should come to church or you should come visit my church, you know. But I had felt it a few times. And I remember, um, and we had talked, he had talked to me about helping me um, work out, you know, um, he was very, in, very active guy, very in shape, um, very tall and muscular, you know, and um, and so he had he had offered like, hey, Lorraine, I've been seeing you come in, like I definitely would be happy to work out with you or help you in any way. So I was like, okay, awesome. And so this was on a Thursday, and I remember he was on the treadmill, and and I was getting on the ellipticals, which were kind of next to each other, and I felt it so strong, like you need to invite him to church, and. Oh, I remember talking to him and we had planned to meet up on Monday at the gym um, around a certain time. And he, um, and I remember in that moment feeling like, you know, to invite him to church or whatever. And I did it. And I was like, so I went home and I thought about it. And so I was just like, so beaten down. I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it Monday when we're working out because then we'll be actually be talking and it won't be just like a passing conversation. So, you know, I had, I'd worked myself up to, I would just do this Monday. And that was Sunday. And I remember sitting in church on Sunday and, um, a girl, Crystal Hibbets had, you know, requested prayer for her friend that died in a motorcycle accident. And, um, the funny thing was they, they had said his name, but I never in a million years would have related anything to anything. So I showed up to the gym on Monday and, um, mind you that we didn't have each other's contact. So it's not like I could have just texted him and asked him where he was or anything. So I get there and, you know, Thursday we had made the plan to meet, um, Monday at five o'clock. So I get there and, um, I didn't see him. So I waited around a little while, but he was very close with two of the managers that I had also known from high school at, at LA Fitness. And so when I was leaving, when I was leaving, um, I thought, man, I'll just ask because maybe I misunderstood or at least if I ask and they see him, they'll let him know that I showed up. So I remember um, 
and Miguel was sitting at the register and I asked him like, hey, can you, um, I said, did you see Frank? And he just kind of like looked at me and I said, I was supposed to meet him at five and he didn't show up. So I just didn't want him to think I didn't show up. If he comes, we let him know. And he like just starts crying. And he basically tells me that on Friday or Saturday, I can't remember exactly what day um, that he was killed in a motorcycle accident. And in the middle of Alley Fitness, I just start crying. Like I go home and I remember telling my grandmother and I'm crying like to the point where I can't breathe. And I remember going into my room and praying like, God, I know that we don't pray for people after they've been dead, but like I repented and said, God, like spare him, whatever. Like I felt so guilty because I had felt this nudge, this voice in my head. And I remember being in um, one of the leaders in our church, Brother Brandon Wilma's class on a Wednesday night. And he was talking about how like it's our job. It was like a small, a smaller class. And he was talking about, you know, I, and something about outreaching and it's our job and you know to make sure that we're witnessing I don't he was just talking and I remember just starting to sob in his class and I could see that he was noticing that I was like bawling my eyes up um and so afterwards I kind of talked to him about it and you know he assured me that you know God gives people multiple chances that you know in a sense he was comforting me to let me know like you weren't his only rope to to the Lord that I'm sure that God had sent other people and 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 now it's my responsibility in a sense to you know keep that voice in my head to use this as and he um, shared an incident that he kind of had the same thing although it was a little different the person didn't die but it was a similar incident where he felt to do something and he didn't do it and kind of ate him up about it um, and he always remembered the feeling of that and so he encouraged me to hold on to this feeling of a feeling like I should have done something and I didn't do it and how I feel now and although my consequences was a lot different in most cases it doesn't always work happen that way um, and so I remember also talking to my pastor about it because I just felt like a horrible person and I went to his funeral and um, the f- not funny thing but I went to his funeral and they escorted me for some reason like really close I was on like the fourth row which I got there a little later and I ended up being really close to the family and Crystal that young lady was very close to their family so I sat near her and then she um you know motioned for me to sit with her so I sat with her and I remember crying so much in this funeral that someone asked her like is that his cousin or sister or someone but I was just crying so much um because I felt once you know sad that he had died and he was such a had so much life to him and he was so active and like all these things um but also I just felt so guilty like somehow like I missed an opportunity to like share God with him and you know and so throughout my life I have if I feel something I will say something to someone or I will text someone something and sometimes it's not it could just be something that's in my head but I always felt like I would rather share something with someone that I'm feeling and be completely wrong and be completely off than miss an opportunity to actually say what I'm feeling or say what I felt in prayer and it actually apply um like I would rather be off than not say anything and it was what God wanted me to say 
And I think the more I do that, the more I find myself feeling things when I'm praying for people. And um, I also remember someone telling me, um, if you don't know me personally, are not very well, I tend to be kind of a very sensitive person in nature. Um, but I remember someone telling me this or reading it in a book that a lot of times the reason God created me to be even sensitive in the natural realm is because there's some part of him that's needing me to be sensitive in the spiritual realm so there could be a gift there somewhere. And I'm not saying that I feel a gift of prophecy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I'm I'm wanting to train myself to be more sensitive to God in prayer for people. Um, and I don't know if it just stemmed from this one moment of me never wanting to feel that way again, that I've been more sensitive to God or I've been, you know, trying to be obedient to God, whether I feel like it's him or not. I just kind of act on it. And I remember also my pastor saying this one time about or him hearing this from someone and then it's something that he kind of applied. I could be, I'm not fully percent sure on, on how it came all came together, but, um, you know, my pastor talks about like if he's walking and he, you know, he's walking by trash or a paper or something and he hears, or if he thinks in his mind, like, oh, you should pick that up. Like he does it because he's trying to let God know that even in the smallest ways, if you're going to quicken my mind to something I want to obey. And to me, that's something that I really want to get better at. And especially from, if you listen to my last podcast episode, I talked about that scripture, you know, that says that you will hear a voice behind you saying like, this is the way you should go, whether you're walking left or you're walking right. And it's like, I'm reminded again, that like God wants to talk to us, but we have to be moving in that. And, um, and so I say that to say, I felt to say something to someone and they didn't reply and it kind of like ate at me because I thought like man was I wrong like or do they think like I'm over spiritual or do they think you know and sometimes something that I need to work on is not necessarily overthinking I am I overthink things and analyze things that probably end up being nothing and I create a mess in my head and that's something that I'm trying to work on but you know I did that and but then I have to be reminded again that like maybe that may not apply now or maybe it didn't apply at all but maybe in the next coming weeks they will find themselves in that position or they'll find themselves crossing that thought and they'll be able to recognize that oh like I can I can I can find comfort in that message and true I also have to remember that it has nothing to do with me and that's in some sense a set of pride to be like well I did this and I didn't get a response like I need to be acknowledged for you know doing this and reality it's like I did what God asked me like now it's out of my control like now it has nothing to do with me it's between if that person needed to receive that or not or you know and at some point I have to remember like that's a sense of pride me needing to know like oh yeah you were right and it's like I don't want that in my relationship with God I don't want to God to use me for the sense of building me up I want God to use me so that that could that someone could know that God is 
having someone pray for them or that they know that God loves me enough that they would speak to someone to give me a word. And we're human and there's times in our lives where, you know, we are going to be human. Um, But that is something that I definitely want to work on. So that's something that I feel like I've been stirring in my heart and in my spirit. And I just wanted to share that with you guys to know, like, whatever situation that you're in or whatever things that you're talking about with God that or if you feel like you messed up in some way like the only thing we can actually do is be obedient to what God is telling us and we have to kind of put that the rest of that all in God's hands you know and that's even something as small as like when I'm doing something and I feel the need to, um, you know, give money to a homeless person or, or offer to buy them food. Part of me wonders like, man, are they going to do what they said with that money? Are they going to do, are they really hungry? Are they really in need? And sadly to say, some people have taken advantage of people's kind heart heartedness. But at the end of the day, Like, they'll be judged for that. The only thing I will be judged for is did I listen to the spirit that was, or God that was, you know, beckoning my spirit to give and or do whatever that case may be, whether it's financial, whether it's time, whether it's energy, whether it's a prayer. At the end of the day, I'm only responsible for what God asked of me to do and I and I did not do that or I did do that and how someone receives it or how someone takes it or what they do with it like that falls on them and um so I just wanted to to share that with you and I don't know if anyone's had an experience like that and and I mean I know there's cases where people will say things um they'll say things in the name of God um I remember um and my cousin, she listens to this podcast, so she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I remember, and I'm, I don't know if I should say her name or not, so I'm not, but um, I remember one time I was with my cousin at a service, and um, oh man, and I'm not, I'm almost 100% sure this is, this is she, or she used that God had told her, but um, she had called my cousin out and basically said like she was um, throwing up bulimic. And my cousin's like the furthest things from that one. She hates throwing up and one, she would probably starve herself before. Not that she does that, but she probably would starve herself before she made herself throw up. And, you know, and this, she was a hundred percent off. And so I'm, and I know that some people do things in the, in the name of God to like boast themselves up. Um, but, and I lost where I was going with that. So I know that. We have to be careful that we don't just throw... That's what I was going to go off. That's what I was going to say. We have to be careful that we don't just use it like, oh, I felt this, so I'm going to just say it. And like, oh, it must be God. Because sometimes we can be off. Or sometimes maybe there was someone in that room that was struggling with bulimic, being bulimic. And she just happened to pinpoint the skinniest girl in the room thinking it was her, you know? Um, I don't know what the case may be, but I know that there are people that have done things in the name of God or said things in, that they're, you know, about and, and they were so far from that. But I ultimately think that it comes down to the person's spirit. And I think, one, if you know someone and they're saying something to you and you know, like, this person doesn't really have an ulterior motive or they're, or they're not ugly in spirit and um, 
then I think sometimes we can just take that and say, okay, God, maybe they sent this to me today because I'm going to need this in a month from now. So I just want to say that whatever the case may be, if you're wanting to do something and you feel a nudge and you don't know if it's God or you do, or if you're, if you're not sure if this is just me, I think one of the greatest things that I am learning is always to go back to the word of God because God will never speak to you to do something that goes against one, his word. Also, when you start to read the Bible, which is something that I have tried to do a lot more lately of, um, that I've all, I've never really been good at like studying the Bible. I've, I, you know, I read it, but never really just like, okay, God, what am I reading? And what does this mean? And, um, I've just never really been good at that, but it's definitely something in at least in the last month that I have really started to say, okay, God, like I just have to take time to try to study your word because if I want you to speak to me, like I have to know your vocabulary. I have to know the way you speak. And I think one of the greatest ways that we can do that is if when we're looking at the word of God and we know the word of God, when God speaks to us in prayer or a thought or in meditation, that we can look at his Bible and if we're familiar with his wordage and we're familiar with his characteristics, we can know if that's out of character for God, you know? And I, I mean, you can even apply it in the natural realm. When someone says something like, oh, sister, she said that, it's like, that doesn't even really sound like her, you know? Like that's like when, if someone was gonna like gossip to me about something or say someone said something about me, sometimes I'm like, that is so far from the truth. I can already tell it's a lie because they don't even speak like that, you know? Um, and so I think we can apply that to the same thing with God. You know, if we're, we're wanting God to speak to us or use us or, or, or we're questioning, is this God? I think one of the greatest things that we can do is one, learn the word and one, read the word to say, does this line up with who God is? Does this line up with how we see God act? Does it line up with his characteristics? Does it line up with his truths and and I think we can shuffle through, is this me or is this God? So I don't know if that's helpful. I hope it's helpful. Um, I hope that you guys have been, been enjoying these podcasts with myself. Um, I'm still trying to work out to have my pastor and sister Wilmoth because I definitely um, want to get some wisdom um, from some of the greatest people I look up to as, as far as marriage advice and how they met in their story. So Um, that definitely will be happening sometime in the near future. It's just, we've had a lot going on at our church, so it's been a little bit busy. Um, and after I can finalize that one, I'm going to be kicking off a new series, but I will be taking a few weeks of, of a break. One, I will be in, um, Mexico in November. Um, but I may still do a podcast while I'm there. Actually, that might be cool. Um, but I'm wanting to take at least maybe a week break or a two week break to to just record a bunch of episodes so that they're up and ready and then I can just, um, especially on the new series that I'm wanting to do. So in the meantime, um, just continue to hop on and you'll just hear from me and what's going on in my head, what's going on in my heart. Um, and hopefully um, you guys have been enjoying this. So anyways, have a safe um, weekend and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.